14th episode of the Empire XL Podcast. I'm your host, Dwarf. Joined each and every week by Josh. Good night, Josh. Awesome, man. How are you? Good. Got some uh, technical upgrade, you know, new background here. I uh, could also be trying out some new features as uh, I, I learned uh, more how to play around with OBS, um, you know, <laughs> and some other video editing, you know, editing stuff. So, anywho, I mean, here we are. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Yeah, new things on the uh, the show tonight. We're gonna roll out even features next time. I just got them uh, a little bit of uh, grew frustrated. I'm not working properly uh for this uh <laughs> before we went live here so i i said screw it and uh we didn't end up uh prepping that for this show so anywho without further ado let's get right into the show <sighs> come on <laughs> trying trying to do a scene there we go scene change look our background changed again um <laughs> What's on tap tonight? Uh, we're going to go over the uh, the Losers and Suckers article, uh, the reported quote from uh, Donald Trump, uh, as reported by The Atlantic, which uh, you know, there's now, tw- I believe, 20, uh, 21 people who are on the trip who are on the record saying, yeah, fake news. Yet The Atlantic doesn't back down, isn't backing down on it. Uh, Facebook, uh, particularly Mark Zuckerbot, um is teaching people to, you know, in an attempt to have everybody not panic is going to have everybody panic over election integrity. And he feels like it's his job and his company's job to educate the masses out of that. And because orange man bad, we won't use an effective COVID treatment. There's some data coming out of Panama, uh, specifically related to hydroxychloroquine use um, and direct results um, that, you know, direct results of that, uh, usage and no longer usage and then return to usage of the drug and uh overall deaths in the country so now it's at this point it's just correlative numbers i'm not gonna lie um the causation research and even more the we'll go into that but anywho first uh first order of business tonight uh the atlantic not uh definitely not a conservative publication um has a certainly not four a publication i used to enjoy by the way back yeah, in the day I, i've um, never i've never been a reader you know, but, um i i actually had a subscription for a while and, and it was a liberal paper then or a liberal rag then but i you know this was before a time when 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 you could accept that some things were liberal but still reported well and some things were conservative but still reported well but um sure we don't live in those times anymore. Yeah, no, and so to set the scene here, so Donald Trump was in, in France in 2018 for a, an event commemorating, uh, I believe, the D-Day invasions or, or just the, the, the war and, and, and the liberation of France in general. Um, no, it was World War One, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a World War One event. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, World War okay. I, Yeah, it was the it was the hundredth yeah hundredth anniversary of the of the the end of World War One. Um, Donald Trump was was scheduled to appear at a a military um, cemetery for the Allied war dead, um, and had his visit scrubbed at the last minute. Um, the paper trail shows that yes, it was for exactly the reason they said, 
uh, the weather would not permit the, you know, the leader of the free world to take a risky helicopter trip um, because of visibility. And the Secret Service, without any sort of prep or, or route, you know, route containment, wasn't going to drive him 90 miles either uh, to go to this this trip. Because you know what? The last thing you want to do, especially when you're the Secret Service, um, is put you know put the put the the president at risk uh just you know unnecessarily and general john kelly i believe at that point was just the chief of staff i don't know he, he held a couple of roles before leaving the administration um by the way dorf i mean this is the, the um the uh th this is the historian in me chiming in but it just popped into my head when you when you said that because I hadn't really thought about this. But but how ironic would it be if Donald Trump were to take an alternate route for this World War One, you know, celebration, if you will? That's how World War One started. What <laughs> was Archduke Ferdinand taking an alternate route and becoming assassinated on the he, way to he, this to this celebration? He, beca he became I, dead. <laughs> right. I'm, so, so the idea that they would say, mm, "Yikes, let's not do that." Um, not crazy. Not no, crazy. I mean, and at the same time, I, I I haven't done this work myself, but there, there, I saw this on social media. It's like, go ahead and do the Google Street View of where from where they were to where they had to go. That's like ninety miles of climbing up mountains with really narrow roads and no guardrails. There's no fucking with plenty of ambush plays. There's no fucking way the Secret Service is making that drive, you know, driving the president there. And at the same time, there's there's no absolute way in hell in a thick dense fog. This, you know, the Secret Service would allow a, you know, Marine One to fly in into dense fog when there's no reason to, you know, when you don't have to. So he had somebody else go in his place, that being General John Kelly. I mean, and but you know, at the same time. The Atlantic doubts the official line and has four pe four cowards unwilling to go on the record with their names, um, who reportedly heard the said, you know, why the president say, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. In a separate conversation on the same trip, this is quoting the Atlantic, Trump referred to more than eighteen hundred Marines who lost their their lives in Bella Wood workers for getting killed. Um, here's the thing. Uh, there's now 21 people on record saying um, the, the story's bullshit. Uh, John Bolton, who, you know, isn't exactly the biggest fan of of or, or the Tangerine Mussolini. All, you know, is separately without a public when he published his tell all book here oh, a couple months ago. It's the same incident with the same re recollection of events as the president and everybody who's backing his side the you know the the, the atlantic refuses to, to either name their people the the people named in this or unnamed or haven't come out publicly themselves and they, they, they refuse to go on the record or retract the story but the it's not the, necessarily that the smear of you know what the president's going to get smeared by his political opponents and in unfriendly media all the time it's the fact that the story is two years old happened to, to just over two years i believe just over two years ago 
<laughs> and it was released timely, I'm sure, at the beck and call of the Biden campaign when they were having multiple unfriendly news cycles in a row and they needed something to shift the attention. I, it's just, it's, it's killing me that, you know, why this is, you know, the Atlantic, supposedly an independent, I mean, this this isn't atypical. I mean, CNN does this shit all the time, and you, you you'll see that there was a three a.m. put out memo put out by somebody at the DNC, and everybody in the DNC friendly media will use the same talking points to write an you know think pieces and articles and editorials the next morning, all echoing the same point. This isn't new, but that the idea that there is such thing as objective journalism, and at the same time, the same shit happens on fucking Fox all day. You know, for the for the Republicans, the idea that this doesn't happen on both sides of the aisle, you know, the Republicans don't get something to Fox through back channels to. So you see it on their their you know their not straight news program, their opinion program. I mean, Sean Hannity is the biggest like RNC talking point regurgitator, and and to that point, like. It makes him un unlisten. You know, you can't listen to his radio program. You can't watch it if you're conservative. It, quite frankly, it drives me up a wall. I can't listen to his TV show or watch his TV show or listen to his radio program because it's just like he got the memo. He got the talking points memo, stapled it to whatever his computer screen in front of him. Not, I'm not even giving him enough credit that he's he's got it displayed on his computer screen. He staples it to it uh, and just sits there and fills airtime by reading the bullet points off repeatedly. I, I do this frequently, Dorf. I um I, I fact check this frequently, yeah. and it cracks me up. I actually do it just. I mean, I'll turn on Hugh Hewitt in the morning on the way to work. I'll turn on Sean Hannity on the way home from work for <laughs> about three minutes, which is about all I can handle of Sean Hannity. Um, and I'll you know throw on some you know something on television, and it, it's hilarious. Like, like they literally all woke up that morning and had the same thought. No, <laughs> you know, they did. Like, the, like the producer got a fucking. Their producer got a memo. That's what it is. Right, and and it's scary, honestly. It, well, it's scary it, it, it's, to it, think it's not state media because at least there's like two sides to the equation here. But at the same time, that's the like, illusion. Yeah, right. It might as well be. That, there's just two. There's just dueling state media. And then you have the the uh, I would call it the outside of the mainstream like the Webernet folks like ourselves. I'm I'm not calling myself media. We run a podcast that I'm under no illusions that is not well listened to. <laughs> right. That call bullshit on both sides of this issue here. And why do you, why do you think that you know for all the grief Donald Trump has taken about you know handling the coronavirus issue. You know, the only the one group of that they, they've done polling. There's been public polling on this. The one group of people that is trusted less about the issue is the fucking mainstream media. <laughs> Nobody trusts those fuckers. Yet people people still keep watching them and don't get, you know, it's it's you know, dying, you know, dying amount of people that keep watching them. It's, it's boomers, man. Josh, you got, I know you're a Gen Xer and I'm a, I'm a millennial here. We got we to gotta get we gotta get to them boomers to stop watching this shit. <laughs> you know, last, uh, you know, in most things I see, I'm actually, 
the uh, the first year of of uh, millennials. Just just saying. Just saying, you know. That's. Uh, I I identify more with Gen Xers, but I'm I'm supposedly the, uh, oh, the first you, year of you, millennials. You might be an old. You might be a veteran millennial. Is that what you're trying to say? I I think I am. Yeah, I I believe that that's the what 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 year do you see as that? I, I thought it was trying, eight. I'm like, not trying to. I think it was like. Um... Like eight, it's I've like seen 1980. 80, 80 to 95. Yeah, I was born in 80. So. Okay. Hi, veteran millennial. Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm like, your, your mid-tier millennial friend here says hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I expect the other millennials to refer to me as like general or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I prefer some supreme commander. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmaster Jedi. I don't know. Uh, Jedi Master. There we go. <laughs> so I wasn't trying to derail the show with, uh, with generations. But, but either way, you know, the <laughs> mainstream media. I, I'm quite frankly, I haven't done the the academic deep dive into this to be like, oh, this has been going on ever since like Dan Rather and such and such. You know, told this one fib and no and. It, Quite frankly, the I don't know that you know it's the reason that we as a culture pretend to hold journalists in such high esteem or we did at some point is they were the ones writing the propaganda to make themselves look good and they've always been this shitty. Right. I'm honestly asking. I mean, quite frankly, I'm yeah. I'm leaning towards it. Now, journalism may have been more pure than it is now back in the day but then i mean you look at the 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 era of you know sensationalist yellow journalism you know mm -hmm. god I, you know what, Dorf, i have i have your answer ever been good? go ahead uh, i do i actually have your answer and the answer is as a lover of history and a seeker of truth it is it's important to me and interesting to me to find out when this switch happened when this media, you know, when, when this form of media took over our minds, basically, when the psyop began, if you will, if, if you want to use, you know, the, the more modern term, when the psyop began. But truth be told, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. We know it's like that now. We've identified it. Time to stop listening. Whether we should have stopped listening seven years ago, 25 years ago, 75 years ago, or 400 years ago is a cute thing for historians to try to figure out, legitimate historians, if there's any actually out there anymore. But it matters not. We've pinpointed it. Time to figure it out. This is like uh, you're driving down the road and... Um, your transmission blows and you say to yourself if I just would have looked at this sooner maybe I could have just replaced the clutch I don't know maybe I could have just replaced something else but you didn't you know what the problem is now time to fix it time to move on time to say this isn't real I'm gonna start not paying attention to what they have to say. 
and seek the truth in my own way. And it's tough to do. It's hard to seek the truth. Can you can you trust the internet? No, <laughs> not, really. not can, really. Can you trust can you trust cable news? Absolutely not. And and before you know the conservatives and liberals start freaking out yes of course i mean cnn and fox news and msnbc and fox business and oln or you know whoever else i mean all of them can you trust the local news oh god i, I hope you're smart enough to never trust that but um you know can you trust the newspapers no can you trust the magazines no can you who can you trust i, mean, I don't know who you can trust you, you can't there's, you gotta seek it though. You gotta seek it. You gotta it. seek it. And quite frankly, there are independent organizations that attempt to do that legwork for you. And quite frankly, <laughs> one of them I could think of is, is an organization called NewsGuard. Um, right. It's it's the best we have. Just please, for the love of God, don't use Snopes. No, yeah, yeah, please. Because anytime, please. You, anytime you, you know, this is the prime example of conservative is right, but there's a left wing criticism to it, so it's it's uh, misleading or, or mostly false. <laughs> oh, you know, we can't let the the uh, Cheeto Hitler win, so we're gonna say he was mean, and therefore it's it's somewhat misleading. Well, I, I've seen I've seen Snopes article saying that something is misleading or false when it was an opinion. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> are are we not to hold opinions anymore? Well, it's, it's not even in the, this the, world. The, can we not hold opinions anymore? It's the, the the I think quite honestly, if if you stop this binary talking points agenda here, you know, I'm not talking the media. I'm talking general people just on the cesspool that is twitter like the the liberal side or the left has opinion x on subject one and conservatives have opinion y on subject one they both can have kernels of truth they're not probably both correct or in entirely incorrect um so partial credit for both like or you know there, there are some issues that you know you could you're never going to be able to bridge that gap between the two and that's fine <laughs> but at the same time that's you, you you see the old the the oh i i would be a conservative except i i, I like science it's like well do you even know what that means <laughs> Because quite frankly, the uh, I'm just specifically in this COVID nineteen crisis, people generally speaking on the conservative side of the argument, when you and what little retrospection we're been when you've been able to do so far, they've been right. Yeah. No, you know, Dorf. By by definition, bias has some truth to it. Hell, by definition, bias, even bias may have propaganda may have some truth to it. It's just it's sure it's only true if you can ignore points X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. By by saying by saying something is biased, it's not saying it's a lie. Even as you put it, by saying something is propaganda is not necessarily a full lie, although it's not above you know oh, including a lie. Full lie propaganda, yeah, absolutely. I mean if. If it's a full lie, we have a name for that thing. It's called lying. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's just lying. 
You don't need words like propaganda or bias if you're just simply going to lie. So, so to say that a bias is false, well, it, it's not necessarily. Otherwise, call it a lie because that would, you know, if it's a lie, call it a lie. Mm-hmm. By by all means, we we need to know when we're being lied to. Okay. And, and then when we're being lied to, we need to do something about it. That that's step two. So. All right, I want to move on to the next story here. Anything else you want to say about uh, the Atlantic and their, uh, well, just, I mean, manipulation of media? Yeah, there is a a little bit. Go ahead. Okay, I mean, basically, when it comes to this article about the Atlantic, the losers and suckers, okay, I I doubt that that was said. The reason I doubt that it was said is because... Trump has hasn't at this point hasn't Donald Trump said plenty of things to offend people that that we already know about. Well, yeah, I mean, hell, and, and he, he, has, he decided and he to channel, denied him. He hasn't. He's decided to. Well, he he leans into it most of the time. He, you know, quite sure. frankly, if he says something disparaging, he's probably like, "Yep, that's me." Did I, or yeah, so did, did I stutter? <laughs> so so to make up something doesn't doesn't really fit the bill. Um, the the number one thing for me in this, when you're having unnamed sources, absolute hearsay. I mean, this is, is you could you could get like a seven figure book deal out about being one of the named sources here. Like you fucking cowards, put your name to it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You could get a contributorship they, on MSNBC. Worth absolutely a minimum of five hundred grand a year, like for the love of Bottom, fuck, like you have every incentive to be named here, unless of course it's absolutely false. By the way, Dorf, bottom line here, it's the year twenty twenty. No vid, no did. Okay, prove it. Yep. Show me some proof. You like picture? Show me some proof. Pixar didn't happen, eh? Yeah. No. No. It's it's really it's. At this point, no. Show me some hard evidence or shut up. Don't bother. It's worthless. Okay? Uh, Truth be told, even if he did say it, okay. You know, I don't don't know. Quite frankly, it's a a psychological operation, a PSYOP, as we we put in the title here, in an attempt to drive a wedge between Trump and one of his core constituencies, which is veterans. Um, Republicans traditionally do better with veterans they have forever mm-hmm. um it's a way to and actions speak louder than words especially fake words oh yeah and, especially and words here's the thing Quite, you so, know the i, I it's it, it, that's all it is it was a, it was a hit job to attempt to drive a, a wedge between orange man and a core constituency they weren't actually offended trying to, su- to suppress veteran voter turnout which is which is a reliable group uh, that usually th- they will show up and vote and vote for generally speaking pull the for republicans y- y- they're trying to su- you know it's it's a democrat try and suppress that 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 voter constituency um and uh based on lots of, there's there's been some polling done on this and even just um anecdotal research field research nobody cares because no one believes it 
because his actions on the, the issues of spoke a lot of words. And quite frankly, he, he, Donald Trump decided this week he wanted to go after the military industrial complex too. Like Jesus, man! Like people, people get whacked for that usually. <laughs> the yeah. hey, maybe we should uh, ban ex generals from being able to to take positions on corporate boards of defense contractors. Hmm, I like it because, quite frankly, like you, you look at um, like even even James form of fascism, he, even James. Well, here's the thing: so James Mattis was the commandant of the Marine Corps, was in mm -hmm. charge of large purchasing and spending decisions for the Marine Corps. You know, has ultimate veto authority outside of the president. You know, either a congressional appropriation of the president of the United States to guide purchasing decisions. Makes some decisions, retires, and now he's now by the time the that contracts that he has direct decision making influence over are full ultimately fulfilled. He's on somebody that's filling it, to yeah. reap the, to reaping the profit. That's he, the, the, it's an absolute argument for paying the top end civil servants or you know ones that have just you know mm -hmm. spending decision making authority over six hundred billion dollars annually. You might want to pay him more than 150 grand a year. Yeah, Dorf, I'm a. It's a problem. It, it is a legitimate problem. I don't know that I'm sold on the idea that government needs to ban it, because I'm I'm so over. You could put you could totally government. put a term a term in the. You don't even need to ban it. Like you could just put a a modifier in the procurement <laughs> rules that say, hey, if you don't have any X person of this rank or leader on your board unless of course they're the founder of the company or you know founder or you know founded the thing or a partner in the business that you know that didn't start until after they retired <laughs> then you get a 25 percent point point bump or this is worth you know x percent in the procurement process yeah, I mean, Dorf, I'm 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 done with government always deciding what should we do. We have a problem. What should we do? Ban it or tax it? I don't know. Maybe we should tax it or ban it. Maybe we should tax it and ban it. I I I I'm tired of that kind of government. Okay, but, fair enough. Uh, but but with that being said, this is an issue, and here's the biggest issue: generals have existed for such a long time. You know, I mean, the idea of a military general has existed for thousands and thousands of years, and and even with that exact title, you know, that that exact idea, the the this uh, this process of ranking and this you know this noble stature that comes with the position of general or admiral, but <laughs> do you know what generals almost. Do you know what generals used to always do when they retire? Not work. For 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 basically for all of human history. Or or if they when did, like retired, it, it, you either you either became the only the only spot up, the only move upwards from general was leader of that country. You either yeah, became I mean, the you leader at, you, of that country, or you retired. You retired. You went and you went and finally got to know your wife and kids, who you or you went you know, and farm. Had, had met like six times yeah. in your life. Yeah, you know. Hey, yeah. kid, I haven't I haven't been there since your birth. Nice to meet you, <clears throat> Dad. I'm seventeen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or 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 you died. Or you died. 
you know that that was that, those those were the options but now we have you know these guys retire and it's just the career is just about to start it's like oh cool now to go make a quick 15 million bucks you know i i i knew a guy who of course will remain nameless a west point grad who who told me this he he was the biggest lover of the most patriotic man i ever the biggest lover of the army and west point and everything was about and he was the head of all these organizations of other west point grads but what was strange is that although he was the head of it and all he although he was greatly respected by so many people his rank that he achieved was a lot lower than most of those other guys mm-hmm. because he quit fairly early because he couldn't stand this he couldn't stand the politics because you you hit a certain point in the US military in the officer corps and it stops being about the military it's politics and this guy hated politics probably got you out know, for and, the right, and, he got uh, in for the right reasons and the right ones it, he he did he did and and he went and you know earned a living somewhere else. And if that's what these guys want to do, if they want to earn a living outside of the military life, great. Do it Do it before you become a powerful general who, um, you know, who, whose influence moves much further than it should, to be perfectly honest. Sure. All right, let's leave it at that and move on. Next, we've got a... A brief clip here that I'm going to play for us. Next on our agenda is the the Facebook story that we previewed earlier. I have a brief clip from Mark Zuckerberg as he talked to Axios. Um, the what he sees his role in the the upcoming election cycle. So one second, we'll get that playing. One of the things that I think we and, and um, other media need to start doing is preparing um, the American people that um, there's nothing illegitimate about this election taking additional days or even weeks um, to make sure that all the votes are counted. In fact, that might be important to make sure that this is a legitimate um, and fair election. So we're going to do a, a, a bunch of different messaging around that just to make sure that people know that that's normal. So if one of the um, candidates in any of the races claims victory before there's um, a consensus result, then we're going to add some informational context to that post directly saying that um, that there, there's no consensus result yet. I think that this is important because there is, unfortunately, I, I think, a heightened risk of, um, of civil unrest in, in the period you know, between, uh, between voting and, and a result being called or, or, or after that. And I, I just think that we need to be doing everything that we can to uh, reduce the chances of violence or civil unrest in the, in the wake of this election. If that were to happen, would Facebook be blamed in part? Um, well, I, I can't speak to, to what other people would do, but I, I think we're, we're trying to make sure that we do our part to make sure that, um, that none of this is, is organized on Facebook. We want to make sure that none of that stuff is, is happening on, on our services. Um, but, you know, the, the country is, is very charged right now. So I, I think regardless of what we do, there's some chance that this happens um, across the country. 
I, I just want to make sure that we do our part to not contribute to it. One of the things that I think we So what I heard there is a guy that's, he cares. He doesn't want to be the reason. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm give him a little bit of credit here. He's a guy that cares about the country, and he doesn't want to be the reason uh, it kills it, offs itself, or, you know, a civil strife is started. He's just, you know, his solution to that problem with his, his very, very, very large amount of political power that he has operating Facebook is entirely wrong. Um, right concern, terrible solution. The idea that it's it's our job in media or as uh, Facebook to influence the populace to not get all rioty. Um, I, I just don't think that's... I, don't, I, I think that's... Uh, you could call that... I mean... Legally, is it election interference? Is it is it a undue campaign contribution to the person election debt? You know, it does you know you look at all the there's a lot of projection or projection that I've seen on on the going around the internet here this week that Donald Trump will look like he wins in an absolute landslide on election day, but by the time all the mail in ballots are counted, he'll lose. You know, they'll just you know the idea that Democratic operatives will dig up enough mail-in ballots to, you know, get the result they want by the, you know, by the end of it. Because now there's precedent, specifically the primary election in New York State this year, uh, a congressional seat, I believe. There's at least circuit court precedent that um, deadlines are dumb and we can just count mail-in ballots that are just found at a later date because, you know, yeah. reasons. So there's the, at least the appearance, if you're if you're on the right here, that uh, Donald Trump will have things stolen from him, or the, at the same time, the party that's in power will, you know, technically has, you know, has the the appearance of impropriety because they administer the election, you know, even though it's technically run by a nonpartisan entity. Bullshit. Um, that they could, uh, oh, no, well, uh, too bad, things aren't counted, uh, we win, too bad, so sad. And people might shoot, start shooting each other over that. I just, I think it's, nobody elected Mark Zuckerberg, you are not people's, you're not my dad, you're not my priest, you don't get this kind of influence, you already shouldn't have influence over, over people, mm -hmm. um, you don't get to play God. Stop acting like it. No, I mean, yeah, he, he would probably disagree. He thinks he's all those things. But Dorf, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I, I think out of all the the major tech executives, I think Zuckerberg it has at least the most pure heart in all of this. Um, his <clears> just <throat> solutions yeah. are, are, yeah, he's way more. I think way more of an honest actor than. Um, like Jack at Twitter, um, the Susan Wojcicki. He's got the runs, worst site though. Runs YouTube. I mean, yeah, it's Boomer Book, man. We all know that, but 
I, well, no, but aside from that, I mean, he does the have the best. Odd, he does have the best financially performing site out of the major social media companies. Yeah. Facebook actually makes money. Twitter yeah, it doesn't does. make money. YouTube hemorrhages money for Google. I mean, Google still is a cut parent company, makes money overall, but like, and then you have all the the other ankle biters who are are you know still in the middle stage that. The censorship and bias on Facebook transcends all the other social media sites put together. Though, eh, I mean, Twitter's it really does. Too, man. Twitter's pretty bad. It's too. it's it's getting it's getting there, and they'll probably catch up. You know, they'll probably catch up. Uh, but, honestly, I know we're not we're, we're not doing this live, but based on our next topic of, of discussion here, I bet you there's a a pretty high chance this episode gets uh, shit canned by YouTube. Oh, it's it's possible. It's possible. Hey, Dorf, seriously, though, let me ask you this. What kind of system, I mean, think of the technology that has come about, you know, since then. What kind of system takes longer to figure out the results in 2020 than it did in 1950? I mean, is, are we supposed to I... see that and witness it? And oh, not think there's fraud involved. I mean, look at the God. The that, that, that is that is a damn great angle. This that is that is a fantastic angle here. Voting in I mean, person, voting by in person by ballot is like the way that we've always done it. Just because there's you no, know, it's not even unprecedented times. They didn't cancel elections or postpone elections. For the Spanish flu in 1918, the pandemic pandemic no. in 57, or even the swine flu. No, like, eh. no. I mean, it it was it was always if hey if you're scared to vote, don't vote. You don't have to vote. No, nobody has to vote. If you're scared to vote, don't vote. Um, but with that being said, I mean, the idea that. Think of the technology they were counting votes with. I'm saying 1950 to be safe. I I could be saying 1920 right now and go the full hundred. I I could make a very good argument for 1880, 1840. But I'm not even making those arguments. I'm not saying it. Not not, not doing that because I don't need to. Because I don't need to. Because I can say 1950, 70 years ago. 70 years ago. 1950. No internet. No computers. No nothing. You know, they, this is uh, this is basically aside from a little bit of technological nuance here and there. It's basically men and women counting ballots one at a time. And they may have machine augmentation at this point. Yeah, I mean, we we knew we knew the next morning. We knew in 48, we knew in 52, 56, 60, we knew in 1980, we knew, well, 2000. This is our first example of, uh, of, of running into this problem. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, if, if you're married to someone and... You find some evidence that 
maybe your significant other is cheating on you. You know, you you see something on their phone, you find a note. Uh, I'm trying. I was trying not to make it gross. A used rubber falls out of their purse or, or out of their wallet. I, I don't know. You find some evidence. How about the and accidental the accidental test text message not meant for you that comes right. to you? Right, right. You know, you you find something like that, and you confront your significant other, and they say, "No, no, no. It's not what you think. It's not what you think." And you say, okay, okay, okay. And then a year later, happens again. Happens again. And you go to your significant other once again and say, eh, listen, this one's even worse. Um, you know, I mean, it seemed like you were, you know, it seemed like it was like that before, but I believed you when you told me that that wasn't the case, and now it's happening again. And they say, no, 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 no. It's not, it, that's not how it worked out. It was just, it just seemed that way. But, you know, here's proof that it's, it's not like that. What is the most common scenario? What is the most common, what, what's the most likely thing that's going on right there? That you have bad luck, that uh, the phones are not working, that um, your significant other carries weird things around in their purse or wallet. No, any logical person would say that the most likely thing that's happening there is that they're lying to you. You're being lied to. So when the government, who you know has the capability to do this right and has many times in the past, and then they kind of get caught lying to you, but... You know, they said they weren't, so you believed them. And now it's just lie after lie. But they say, oh, but then uh, this election's going to, it's going to happen. And um, you definitely just believe us, okay? Definitely just believe us after, um, you know, however long it takes after you vote in November 2020. And, um, We'll, we'll let you know how it works out, okay? I'm sorry, when someone proves to me that they're a liar, I don't believe them anymore. They've ruined their so, credibility with you. Right. I, I don't I don't trust them. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I see this from Zuckerberg. I see this from other places. It's strange, Dorf, because the vast majority of people in the United States of America will tell you that they don't trust their government. There's some people out there bright enough to say they don't trust it at all. They don't trust either side. But at the very least, the Republicans are going to tell you that you can't trust the Democrats. And the Democrats are going to tell you that you can't trust the Republicans. And since there's both in government, they're telling you that you can't trust the government. Why do you trust the election? I mean, really. I mean, is there, find me a group of Democrats who will tell you that you could trust the Republicans with election results. That, that you will trust the Republicans to not cheat on the election 
if they have the opportunity. And then find me a group of Republicans that will tell you, they will tell me, that we can trust the Democrats to not alter reality if they have the opportunity. I mean, the whole idea of the voting process was supposedly that we could trust the people counting it. So even if there's corruption in the Republicans or Democrats, it won't shine through because, hey, votes are right here. We counted them. But nowadays, I mean, they're done by computers. They're done by mail. They're done by – how can you even trust that? I mean, there was always a, a, an underlying idea in the past in – the election of, uh, let's go, 1948. You know, uh, Truman defeats Dewey, right? Yeah. Truman defeats Dewey in 1948. Or uh, Eisenhower wins in 52. There's this idea that if someone really wants to check it, now it's not going to be me, but if someone really wants to check it, we could go back through and look at every single one of those pieces of paper and, and we, we could recount it. We could come up with uh, we, exactly what we did the first time. Right, right. We can we can recount this. We can do that. They're there. They're a matter of public record. We can go back and we can see every one of those ballots. But in a world where some places in the country you tap a screen, no, no, well, no here, proof. Here's how here's that. how I vote. Or I, you can so just mail in. A dozen ballots, you know, or are you just just sending out hey, million ballots to in, the world? in Georgia. So the primary election in Georgia, the Georgia Secretary announced today that there was about a thousand people who voted twice. He's going to go after mm -hmm. every single one of them for the the Georgia AG is going to go after every single one of them for for the fellow that that is election fraud. Yeah, yeah. like I. <laughs> The idea that this doesn't happen or never happens. Oh, it's just so insignificant. It never twist to tip an election. Bullshit. It tipped one in 2018. The congressional race in North Carolina was tipped by voter fraud, committed by Republicans, by the way. There was also a, a entire election, a municipal election in Patterson, New Jersey, this year that has been thrown out and they have to do it over because of vote ballot stuffing or ballot box stuffing done by Democrats. Both sides do it. It happens. Oh, what? Uh, George W. Bush supposedly beated, beat, beated, yeah. beat In Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> beat Al Gore by, what, a little over 300 votes in Florida. And, and that's what decided the election in 2000. I mean, uh, one solitary mailman could do Oh, you that. look at the, the, the video, the, the CCTV footage coming out of California where a, a contracted uh, mail carrier, so like a, a, somebody that carries mail between, you know, regional post office to regional post office or regional post office to like the local place where it's ultimately distributed, just fucking dumping bags of mail out the back of his truck in a, Cal in a California parking lot. Mm-hmm. Hell, there was a a study done. I forget. I forget. It's somewhere, some East Coast state where they ran their own mock mail-in election. They sent out a hundred ballots. They only got ninety-seven of them, and they also got three birthday cards that didn't belong to them. So if yeah. we're gonna have a three percent failure rate. Holy shit! How many states could a three percent failure rate potentially tip the balance? 
a lot. No, I mean, Dorf, I know what I'm about to say is a meme, and it's not even what I was smart enough to create, but every once in a while, memes just are truth. You know, they they make a great point. And the question is obvious. Would you take $1,000 cash, put it in an envelope, and mail it to yourself? Fuck no. Put it in an envelope, hey, throw a stamp on I, it, I might, and mail it to yourself. I might, I might, uh, I might use FedEx or UPS for that. Maybe, maybe, but um, I mean, I wouldn't want to though. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to to take that risk. Hell, you but probably there's probably go, some obscure right there's ahead. probably some obscure money laundering law that like I'd end up going to prison for doing that. No, maybe, but I if if you're not willing to do that, but you think mail-in voting is a great idea, you're a fool. You're a fool. Sorry. It's it's dumb. I mean, I hear all these people saying, "We, you know, be careful with your mail-in voting. You shouldn't put it in the post office or in your in your mailbox. You should take it directly to the um." Well, you yeah, know, direct to, be, to, to be handled I, by the I, folks, the the unionized folks that uh, have endorsed Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Or here's here's another one. Since since you're getting out of your house anyway, mm-hmm. how about just vote? go to the poll and vote. Go to the poll and vote. Hey, in Indiana, so in in the in the or don't. The, I actually don't care if you vote. By the, the county way. in Indiana, you know, I in, you actually vote on a computer, so it's a uh, it's like it's a touch screen. Mm-hmm. You vote on that, but at the end, it prints you a receipt of what you voted. Adorable. For. You get a receipt, and if something's not right, you have a chance to fix it before you leave, and you can take that receipt with you. And that, so it also prints out and stores inside the machine a, a printed backup copy that can be referenced and hand-counted later, if necessary. If the, I if guess that's cool. That's, that's I mean, I, I don't like computer involvement at all because computers are hey, so I, easy quite frankly, to manipulate. You could, you're, you're not wrong, but uh, computers are a hell of a lot more accurate than uh, human counts, though. I guess. I guess, I but you know I mean when used properly and True. I don't but I, when I don't trust the people using them. You know, hey, know what I'm, I, um, hey, I'm doing my part this year. I'm I'm gonna I'm I have signed up to be a poll worker this year to make sure. Oh, shit, good shit for you. At least get done right. You know, wear your mask. I believe that would be required. Boo, statist. I'll be honest. Hey, there's nothing. I'll tell you what, there's nothing. I, I do my 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 own little personal protest. I just wear one of those neck gaiters that has the uh, filtration value of Swiss cheese. So, I um, I I told somebody the other day when they asked like, "Why are you voting, man? You you know that this is you know this is all BS. You know there's nothing to this. You you know they can fix it." And I said, "Actually, honestly, this year, the main reason I'm voting is just to troll all the mask wearers in person." Oh yeah. I, just just so I can show up, just sans mask with my face all like, hey, hey I just smile, smiling at everyone while they're probably sticking their tongue out at me or frowning under their mask. Or, I, I just want to do that. And then I, I actually even considered going and just turning in an empty ballot. <laughs> just just so I just so hey, I can you, go there. Hey, this is this with, is the first election where phase. normies are going to pay attention to who they're voting for prosecutor. <laughs> 
You're probably right. Hey, I mean, we we've talked about this on air before. The last the last election, I didn't vote for president because I didn't like anybody. Um, mm-hmm. I voted for the rest of it. I actually did not vote for my county prosecutor because um, I didn't feel like I knew enough about either, and I was unlikely to end as a victim of the justicism as a goody two shoes. So I I didn't vote there either. I actually left the county prosecutor blank. Right on. Guess I'm going to be doing my homework because apparently the sh- well I don't live in the same district as I did in 2018, but apparently the uh, <laughs> county prosecutor is quite the schmuck. Um, so much so there, there there's a retired the the district judge is coming out of retirement to run against the guy because he thinks he's that shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I probably should start doing my homework on uh, the folks on the ballot in my current congressional, you know, my current district here. So, um, anywho, probably. I mean, I've got, no, I just, I've got, I'm not, I've got about two months. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, oh, you have plenty of time. You kidding me? You need two hours tops. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Dorf, I really, I'm not telling people not to vote, but I, I just. And I'm not trying to sound. I just where where is that conspiracy theory? I, I'm actually wondering where are the people just saying like, are we are we sure we can even trust this? Like, do, uh, you know, I mean, well, there, like Josh, conspiracy the, theory the saying, of, uh, there's, there's those people have always been there. This is just the first time that sort of thinking is mainstreamed. There's always the you know hell we did the, we used the we did the show on our. Our old podcast, the the politics of the empire. Mm-hmm. Does voting even matter? We did that. We did that show. Oh, I hey, I I'll make those cases all the time. But even on that show, we weren't talking about does your vote count? Is your vote real? I mean, I I can make the argument that voting doesn't matter. I can also make the argument that voting is straight up immoral. That that using your vote to force someone else to do something is wrong. It's immoral. You know, I'm, 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 I'm voting with someone else's wealth. I'm voting with someone else's life. I'm voting with someone else's life. That's wrong. I actually do think that in a lot of ways, you know, I, I hope that if we're actually moving in the right direction that someday, 2,000 years from now, we'll, we'll all come to the realization that liberty is just and voting is immoral. But, but that's oh, so Josh. Josh, are you, know? you are you gonna be uh, are you jumping on the democracy bad? I want the philosopher king monarchy. Philosopher king monarchy now. She's jumping on it. I want to say I've been there for a couple of decades. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is this is kind of my um, that's kind of my forte, really, <laughs> Dorf. I mean that that's uh, you know, I'm a. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a uh, Plato guy through and through, man. Um, yeah, this is, uh, yes, yes, I, I am there. I mean, with that being said, we're not, we don't get to choose the system we're born into. We're voting on things. I vote. I've never missed an election in my life. You know, I, I, I vote every election. I vote for the dumbest elections there are. You know, I mean, I've shown up to elections where you're voting for. Nothing but school board, um, you know, pick no more than eight, and there's only four people on the ballot. 
<laughs> I'm always there. I'm always I there. Wrote me in a, I wrote um, myself in on one of those. <laughs> I, I, I write myself in a lot, actually. I yeah. write myself. I wrote, I wrote myself in. I wrote myself in. I think I was 22, 20 or 22. <laughs> wrote myself in for school board in the community I, I grew up in and was still living in at the time. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those, no, like, pick no more than eight. There was five. I was like, huh. I wonder. I mean, like, I don't have to take the job if I get elected, right? So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and that's – and sometimes – I'll, I'll leave them blank when they say things like um, vote for no more than two and there's two on there. I think, you know what? Maybe there is a write-in candidate I'm not aware of. And I'm not going yeah, to let and, them try and, and play I'm spoiler. Gonna, and I'm not going to screw him or her by just simply coloring in a box for a person's name I don't know. Good point. No, I, I, I won't do that. I won't do that because I, you know, I think that's wrong. And that's what I, – I mean I vote no on any tax bill, not just because I hate taxes and I do hate taxes, but I vote no on it because I believe it's immoral to vote with someone else as well. You're not voting. If I, I see no problem with, oh, what about this school millage? Okay, if you want that millage and you want to give your money, then that's okay. But I, I'm not just voting with my money. I'm voting with your money and everyone else's money too. So – but that that's just a you know a voting side thing. I, I don't mean to. Yeah, let's let's get back too much. Let's get back on topic here. We're gonna go to our final topic of the night here. That being, um, turns out there's there's some countrywide data coming out of Panama. Like I like I alluded to in the intro, it is mm-hmm. not necessarily correlation. It, it, it's correlative data at this point. I'm going to put that up on the screen now that you, so you can see it. Is headquartered in Dearborn or Detroit. The they showed that hydroxy- my little sister works for it. Oh, there you go. Hydroxychloroquine works as a treatment if administered early. So, I get symptoms. My doctor writes me a hydroxychloroquine script. I take it a five day regimen, uh, large dose at the beginning, you know, declining dosage as you go. It's effective if you do use it within five symptom onset. Well, you look at all the the critics and detractors who are largely only against the option because you know orange man said it was a good idea sure um you know that may be a cynical take and, and that may be ascribing you know vicious and insincere motives to to those who don't actually have them but uh at this point failure you know you don't you may not know why it works but the fact that it does and it doesn't do harm to people to use it in a short burst if they do have it. It, 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 the worst case scenario is status quo maintained. Mm-hmm. People don't get worse. 
it doesn't help people when they're when they're too far gone and they're going to die anyway. And, that, and that's fair. That's a fair criticism. It's not the magic bullet. But at the same time, if I were to come down with symptoms today, I would hope to God that I would be able to get a prescription with it in the next day or two. And I guess what? I'd probably be over it in under a week. That's that's at least what the data I have seen has shown. It's not the magic bullet. It's just that little bit of a boost that helps your immune system beat it itself. There's another, you know, you look at the health statistics organizations that are struggling to figure out why Africa, with its poor medical infrastructure, hasn't gotten run over by this. Has it ever occurred to anybody that uh, pretty much the entire continent's on a pretty regular dose of hydroxychloroquine for malaria? Hmm. Interesting. Weird. Yeah, weird. Um, you know, core. It's. It's not. It's not a definitive answer, and I understand that. I'm not a medical professional. I, I, I hope don't please don't take this anything we've said and we'll say in this segment as medical advice. But if I get this, if I get this, and I'm symptomatic, I'm gonna be up and down <laughs> to the best that you can in your. Uh, tired struggling to breathe diminished state that fuck you give me that give me that damn pill that's been in use for 60 years and we have long long track records of its of its lack of consequences and positive health you know positive outcomes in in when it comes Mm -hmm. to treating viral infection um because worst comes to worst nothing's gonna change best case scenario i'm over this Hasn't happened yet. You know, Go ahead. You know what, Dorf? Do you know what hydroxychloroquine and COVID-19 have in common? What's that? Chances are neither one of them are going to hurt you. So maybe you shouldn't worry about it. I'm no doctor either, of course. Not, not pretending to be. But you're a healthy person. Chances are neither one of them are going to hurt you. You end up with COVID, it's bugging you. You want to try some hydroxychloroquine. It might help. I don't know. Um, Also, you're a healthy person who isn't elderly. No pre-existing conditions. I I don't know. I am. Um, Some some chicken soup and some hot tea. By the BMI uh, chart, I am. By the BMI chart, I am technically obese. Um. I, I'm not a small guy, um, but at the same time, I was a I played offensive line at the college level. You're a healthy guy, Dor. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my my blood pressure is fantastic. I have I take no prescription medication to maintain. I, you know, I don't ever get sick. Like, <laughs> and you're like seven. You're like seven years old or something. Uh, too, hey, right? uh, twenty nine. <laughs> okay, that. That that's the 29. age that people. That's the age people say when they're faking when they don't want to tell you what their real age is. Well, that's it, it's it, in, in this case and, it just and, it just happens to be real. <laughs> no, no, you, and this is your age. I'm saying this shows how young you are. That you're you're fine. Even if you weren't healthy, your age alone, you are fine. Mm-hmm. You are fine. Really, you're fine. I am. I'm. I'm fine, and I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm old, mm-hmm. but but I'm. I'm not old, old. I'm not like. Yeah, I I'm mean, not, my, my only. Not, I get the COVID. And, my only, you know, my ooh, only issue is some no. some squeaky joints and some uh, muscle damage from you know being an you know as a result of athletic activity. Like, sure, heart works great, lungs work great, 
every you know the everything else works great minus my uh, my right shoulder sucks and my knees suck but you know that's a that's the cost of doing business and what i what i you know the life i have to live as a younger man so mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah I've if i get this i'll be fine in like since like the clinton administration but i think i'm fine <laughs> i mean i actually i am actually going in for a physical in about three weeks uh for the first time i think 2017 was the last one before that it was 2012 so <laughs> right on yeah. right on but, good for you i hope they I, I hope you don't catch rona or anything while you're in there i think you'll be fine i mean apparently uh the county i live in is in a uh a, a rona spike which means um we got like 10 people in fe- i mean the county i live in it's okay I live in South Bend, Indiana. We have roughly in St. Joe County, which is which contains South Bend, have about three hundred fifty thousand people. We've had four thousand total confirmed positive cases. Ninety people ish have died, and if not a single one of them was like under seventy five. Last I checked, it's been a few days, but. And generally speaking, if you weren't in one specific nursing home, which they're not releasing the name of, uh, mm-hmm. you, you, that's like 50 of those deaths. I've worked the entire time. I've, since businesses were allowed to reopen in mid-May, I've gone out pretty much every other day or let's say four days a week. I've been out in public minimally wear a mask because I don't want to get in a fight because unfortunately no matter if I win that fight I lose that fight because I'm the big angry looking white dude so I haven't gotten it yet doesn't mean I won't but uh, hell I've been on a plane since then been in two and at two international airports I've been to four states. What is it? Impressive, man. Mm-hmm. I haven't done all that. I'm just, you know, living my normal life, though. And uh, yeah, I'm I fine. mean, quite frankly, in a normal six-month period, I'd probably do that anyway. <laughs> sure. So. Sure. Anywho, all yours. Anything else you want to say? Except for the mask part. Never worn a mask. Never will. But but I get it. I get it. I'm not I'm not one of those guys that wants to criticize every person for doing it. I, and like I, like I it. like I, I said, Josh, reasons. at the very beginning of this, I don't want to call myself a prepper because I am far from a prepper. But um, I prior to Rona being a thing, you know, in common vernacular, I keep mm-hmm. up with kind of global disease trends and and just kind of the news on it so i kind of keep it stay aware i knew rona was a thing back in december mm-hmm. way before as I, evidenced by um our old podcast network uh the empire media you you know you, that's there's evidence of that of you saying that yeah back then and quite frankly know. the the what little information we could get out of about a china i was i was concerned um I kept a small stash of N95 masks at my house. This was before the run went on them. I had several dozen in the house. When things started going 
kind of sideways in February when there was that big spike in Seattle. Well, it's just a matter of time before it gets here. I loaded up to a six-week supply of dry goods that I could I wouldn't have to cook to eat. I would have you know if if I was going to get locked in the house and all of a sudden there's a power failure or water failure, we had enough food in the house to not have to leave the door for six weeks. I bulked up to that. We're we're still kind of we're carrying about three and a half right now. And we probably we probably will for the foreseeable future. The I I I was prepared for this to, to this to happen. At the same time, when I when I saw it, I thought it was Ebola without you. You know, the, the first videos you saw coming out of, of China in December and, and January was people are just walking down the street looking fine, falling over dead. Which we know was which we know was fake. Right? Well, I mean, it's not even necessarily fake. fake. It's else. just they weren't or something else. They weren't it fine. Was, uh, they were people misinterpreted, weren't fine. misjudged. I yeah. don't know. You know. It was, I was, I was concerned. I was lot, we were ready to, to barricade the door and not come out. I, at this point, I, I'm not concerned about this anymore for, for myself. There's still people in my life that I'm incredibly concerned about it for. Um, Cause quite frankly, it would, uh, it would, it would be the, the, the final nail in their coffin. They're old. They're not terribly healthy to begin with. Uh, they have all the pre-consisting conditions that people don't do well with this. Their odds, their odds are still high, but not a gamble I'm willing. I, I want them to take. I uh, yeah, I, I hope mean, that I, we've I was... learned uh, that the data on this and how deadly this is, and we've we've done more damage as a society and culture. Not only just in real dollars, but in, in lack of faith in each other. The, the politicizing health, even more than we did before with in you know single payer insurance and bullshit. That we've done more damage, not that, and probably killed more people than we've saved. And I think a an honest statistical analysis by actual data science, not the, the quite frankly, one thing I've learned in all this, the people that claim to be medical scientists or epidemiologists are really, really bad at data science, even though that should be a core competency of theirs. I think we've killed, like, there was analysis I saw done of, of the overall CDC death totals in the United States. Out of the 180 or so thousand at the time, uh, that this this study was or this analysis was done, 120,000 of those 180, or so it was about a hundred. Sorry, about 100,000 of those 180 were going to die in the next 12 months anyway. Rona just finished them off. We've uh, 40,000 of those people are, are novel coronavirus deaths. So that this is the cause of their death. It's not the six percent number that you saw running around social media a week ago. About 40,000 people have died directly to the virus. And we killed another 40,000 people by locking down. Dorf, I don't, um, I'm not a stat guy like you. You know, I'm not, I, I appreciate stats, but I'm, I'm not a stat guy like you. I'm uh, one more to maybe study culture or things like that. Mm -hmm. I know about half a dozen people that have had the Rona. I don't know anyone who's had more symptoms than, you know, 
worse than a, a nasty cold or a nasty flu. But during this time, I do know three people who have attempted suicide. One was successful. I know about four who've lost their business. Um, I know about three to well, five. Well, I mean, even this, this, this whole... Hang on, hang on, let me, let me, let me you know, I know going. about three to five couples who are... Uh, Divorcing. Getting, getting a divorce. Um, and I know 20 or more kids... You know, people people under the age of twenty five whose dreams are in question, who have been, you know, who have lost something really important to you. And as and as every adult knows, you know, when when you're twenty seven years old and you miss out on a vacation, you can do it again when you're twenty nine or thirty one. When you're sixteen and you miss out on something. You don't you don't get it back. You don't get it back. You know, I mean that's you could you could do something similar later, but it's it's, it's a very different experience. It's not the same. No, I, when when you miss out on something when you're nine, it's you don't get it back ever. That's my experience. That's what I see. And quite frankly, statistics are awesome for what they do, but it's it's not it's not where I'm at. It's not it's not what I it's not what hits me. That hits me. Because I don't see it. And this isn't me denying the virus at all. It's, no, of course, I'm sure there's there's a coronavirus. COVID-19, it's a thing. It sucks. And for those of you who have it, ugh, yikes. I actually think myself that I had it in December. You know? And, oh, uh, there's, you know, there's was, a chance feeling, that you know, we, 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 you know, the, the, scientific in the, the drug research community um map the genome mm -hmm. of this incredibly quickly like way faster mm -hmm. than any sort of rna virus before mm -hmm. and by it's the way a pretty, when I it's a pretty damn close carbon copy to something that killed a bunch of chinese miners in 2012 by the way when i had it when i may or may not have had it mm -hmm. in december of last year i actually went to a wedding i so maybe I'm a huge jerk. Okay, I didn't I didn't know what a coronavirus or a COVID nineteen was in December, but yeah, you know, I very well may have had it and went to a wedding with like four hundred people. I, you know, I was getting over it. I was feeling crappy. It was a friend of mine who I had known for over thirty years, and I thought sometimes you gotta play hurt. I gotta I gotta show up to this wedding and you know, you know, and 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 be there and show up to the church and you know just Fair be enough. there for them. You know, and so I, I may be the jerk who spread it around, or maybe not. I don't know. Or maybe I had was getting over the flu. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I didn't go to the doctor. I felt like crap, but well, no, I didn't go to the doctor. It, it, but that's that, that. That's neither here nor there. I'm just. I'm just admitting that. So I'm. You know, so people can know exactly. You know where I'm coming from. But so um, I, I see how it's affected people, and it's it's not. It's not worth it. And truth be told, we wouldn't even know what the hell a COVID-19 was if the media wasn't shoving it down our throat. Most, most people uh, wouldn't know what the hell it was. If it wasn't an election year. 
Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know if the election directly ties into it or if that's just hey, a... swine flu is the year after uh, Barack took off. It was in the, within the first 12 months of Barack Obama taking office. Yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't no, politicized I... and it probably is the direct result of, of more actual, like the swine flu probably was the end of more people. You know, the actual mm -hmm. reason people died, not just the reason people were finished off than coronavirus has been so far. My little cousin at the time had the swine flu. It was oh, I terribly got it. sick. I got it. It was terrible. I, I mean, and he I got was, it, I got it during five, finals week of my first semester of college. Yeah, he was he was like five six years old. It hit him hard. F find me the five six year old that got COVID and was hit that hard by it. You're not gonna. Yeah, no, I I got They're it. You're not gonna. It, it was it was, it sucked. Oh God, it sucked. Um. Tuberculosis blew up last year. That's something to be scared of. Nobody cared because it's just it, things like that happen. Hey, but Ebola's I been mean, scary for a, a while. Yeah, you you trust me. You don't want tuberculosis. That Ebola, sucks. Ebola either. I mean, even no, even you, with you do not want Ebola. Ebola used to be like a, a three and four chance you were toast. Now it's a one and four chance you're toast. Mm -hmm. And you know, based on modern medicine techniques, and quite frankly, if you can be treated in a first world country by first world medical professionals, you got a pretty good shot of coming through. It's still fucking scary because you bleed out of every orifice. <laughs> but gross. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, to get back to where I was trying to interrupt you before, very good point that this, the idea, the deaths of despair which are now going to be, you look at so many predictive models of, of COVID-19. If we don't do draconian measures, you know, 500 million people are going to die. No, well, you look at what, you know, conservatives had said from the beginning and largely, you know, largely people on the political right in the United States said from the beginning is you can't forget about the amount of people that will die from an economic downturn. For each, right. I, 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 God, I, it's, it's, it was something referenced in the, the, I hate to call it documentary, but it was more of a infotainment special, the, the big short, uh, Cal, I, you, you can find it. it it's, it's about the, mm -hmm. the, the mortgage bubble that caused the, the great recession. For each, I think I think the stat is, if I'm remembering it correctly, is for each percentage point of of increase in the unemployment rate in the United States, forty thousand people will will die because of that per year. Makes now, sense. I have never been able to track down their source on that, but it it, it about lines up that especially affects working class men the worst. They are more likely yeah. to, they're not the most likely group to attempt suicide, but they're most likely to be the one to be successful. Um, as we've seen in, in the, the ongoing kerfuffle now, this has hit the working class the most hard. Their jobs are most likely to be the ones that are, have been altered, affected, or entirely eliminated. Those folks usually are. Uh, th uh, that's, that's not atypical in financial and in, in, in periods of, re of re economic retraction. It's not uncommon. That's usually how it works, or how it has worked. Um, 
you, by the time this is all said and done, you're going to take away more years of left to live or more life years from people than you ever would have saved by, I mean, quite frankly, you could have done nothing or just done some sort of like, please, for the love of God in public, wear a mask. But continue about, your, you know, wash your hands more often, wear a mask. Hand sanitizer's dumb. Just wash your hands. It works better anyway. Please try not to touch your face. Wear a mask. And done and kept on going kept on going on hell, even if you did hey, no no highly attended sporting events or concerts. We're gonna we're gonna try to avoid the the indoor mass gatherings. And or, you, uh, you, you, don't, you don't have to have it legislated though. True. You can, you can just you can say, say please to the love of God do this. We we would really can you just know, say, this is really Hey pub the the question I have, and, and this is especially important in a free society, mm -hmm. is whatever happened to the public service announcement? Whatever happened to the PSA? There you go. You know, I mean, whatever happened to the, hey, listen, there's a virus out there. It could be dangerous. This, it affects X, Y, and Z more, but even A, B, Everybody and C can should get be it. careful. Everybody can get it, though. You know, I, just please be mindful. Of course, we as the government here in a free country don't have the right to do crazy things like, I don't know force you to shut down your business or force you to put a muzzle on your face or, uh, you know, force you to do X, Y, and Z. But please be mindful. I, this, I, I've actually, this, this thing I'm saying, this rant right now is actually something I've been saying for a decade plus with, with things like whatever to like, Hey, please buckle up for safety. Wear your seatbelt. It's a good idea. Hey, you motorcycle riders, wear a helmet. It's real, you know, really, you should, it's, you know, it, wear a helmet. It's good for you. But, of course, here in the free country, we can't make you wear your seatbelt. We can't make you wear a helmet. We can't make you do anything because you're a citizen. You're an individual. I mean, th there, there is one state in this union that has done that. South one. One. Yep. South Dakota. One. Essentially said, be a fucking adult. Um, this thing could be bad. Take appropriate yep. precautions. You know what, Dorf? They're not. Not only are they the only one that did it, they're actually the only state that I know of that even considered the idea of personal liberty. That even considered the idea that maybe. Well, I mean, we I, I'm love, gonna give. I'm we, gonna give partial credit to. Ron DeSantis in Florida. He initially was he was he was initially team lockdown, but quite frankly, as honest as early as early it was like, well, the data doesn't bear out this is a wise decision. We're fucking done with the shit. Open it up. That, that's that's not what I'm talking about, Dorf. That's not what I'm talking about. Sure. I, I don't want to hear about I don't want to hear about data. I don't want to hear about any of that. I want to hear an elected official. I want to hear one of these people sworn to defend and protect the Constitution. I want to hear one of them say, I want to shut this place down, but I don't have the right to do it. I don't have the power to do that. I would like you to all stay home. If it were up to me, I'd padlock all your doors shut. But it ain't it's up, not to, up me. to me. You're a free person. You're a citizen. So instead, I'm just asking you, hey. Be careful out there, okay? Stay home if you want to stay home. Where was that? Where was that politician? 
Christy Nome in South Where Dakota. Was... <laughs> yeah, Governor that, that's Nome. it. That's it. That's it. And and but she's the she's an example of and I love her. Yeah, I do. I love her, and I don't even care how she feels on most issues. I I, I love her already for this. Hey, she's, I, she's, she she has gained prominence on the national stage. I she I guarantee she's running in twenty twenty four. You gonna vote for Christy Bay? She's fairly easy on the eyes too. She's she is she's 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 very no she's a very attractive woman very pretty. Um, no the thing is Dorf, there are. Of the, you know, there's thousands and thousands of Republicans and Democrats in this world. I can't name a Democrat who I would vote for. Um, there's maybe for you could convince Tulsi me to Gabbard. vote for oh, Tulsi no, Gabbard. Yeah. That's Tulsi that, that's Gabbard. a it's a really really short list. Yeah, I cannot name someone other than Tulsi Gabbard, and even her would be tough. Would be tough for me because her Second Amendment views are. Maybe a deal breaker, but but I, I I could get there with Tulsi Gabbard perhaps, and there's maybe a half a dozen Republicans, and uh, our, our our girl from South Dakota, uh, Rand Paul. I don't think Justin Amash is a Republican anymore. Well, um, Justin but, Amash is about to be unemployed. Yeah, no, he is, and that's fine. Um, but. Uh, so that that about sums it up. I, I I can't I can't support this anymore. I, I don't get the idea that um, the the Democrats want to blame Donald Trump for all this, and the Republicans want to give Donald Trump a pass. I mean, since when is a Republican not or is a president not responsible for what happens under their watch? And. Federalism, my dude. He didn't yeah, lock down will... any. He hasn't locked down any state or economy. He's uh, unfortunately he's the one that kind of empowered and put out front Anthony Fauci. But did he did he protect my liberty? No. By the I way, was told so I another, wasn't allowed to work. No. Another no, brief aside. Anthony Fauci um, wrote a paper about COVID. Um, the dude's borderline illiterate. I, that's that's probably an exaggeration, but like, unimpressive, uh, dude. <laughs> like, maybe it's time to to hang it up. I, I'm not a I'm I'm definitely not a, a PhD, MD, DO, anything of the sort. But oh, I I gotta throw together some buzzword jargon with give me give me an afternoon and I wrote something that sounds more intelligent <sighs> than that. Right. Yeah, people always want to talk about how like the liberal arts people are um are, you know, like dumb for for going after those degrees that they can't make you a bunch of money. Well, for all you people swimming in the cash cuz you chose the right profession, grab a liberal arts person and make them write their paper, make them write your papers every once in a while, will you? Yeah. All right. Uh, cuz uh, cuz cuz we can write papers at least. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Any, anything else, dude? That, that's it, man. It just, yeah. Um, just that. I feel like I could end every single show I do with this, but I feel like we touched on this this week. Just because Republicans do something dumb doesn't make Democrats smart, and, and just because versa. Democrats do something dumb doesn't make Republicans smart. Use your head. 
be smarter than the person you're voting for. Both, and ultimately, you know, getting back to the the title of the show, both sides engage in psychological warfare or psyops. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even touch on like third party or foreign party influence using psychological warfare uh, against you to influence what you do or don't do in your life or do and don't do in an election. God, dude, that's another hell. We're already a half hour over our normal, our normal yeah, time. Yeah, no, you're right. No. That's a whole other right, show, don't... which we will still do because that is a, yep. a Psy- plenty of big pot. Psyops are everywhere. Psyops are everywhere. You will not receive any social truth. media. Social media just made it fucking easier. It's always been yeah, there. No, they just made it easier. No, no. There is no truth in CNN or Fox News or sports ball or, or television or movies. Yeah. Hollywood no, that, used that, to no, be there's... Hollywood used to be the the main outlet for psyops, and and there's a there's mm-hmm. a a good YouTube video I would suggest people watch. Um, the YouTuber is Razor Fist, except it's with an instead of O and Razor, um, it's zero. Um, Hollywood was always red. Yeah, take a, take a listen to that, Josh. I think you'd like him. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you haven't if you haven't seen him already, uh, Hollywood's it, it's pretty much entire existence has been one big giant psyop. So, anywho. Let's wrap this fucker up. All right, thanks Absolutely. for joining us for episode 14 here of the Empire Excel podcast. Join us next week, same time, same place, wherever you found us now. So for Dorf, I or Josh, I'm Dorf. We'll see you all next time.